The Mountaineers in the minor leagues continue to have success on the diamond as we have a pause here in WV Athletics. Welcome back to the Golden Blue Nation podcast brought to you by Pritt and Spano, West Virginia's lawyers, your wvlawfirm.com. Ryan Decker and Kevin Redfern here in the Morgantown studios. And we've been catching up with some minor leaguers from WVU. Today, it was pitcher Jackson Wolf, and he had a lot to say from his time in San Antonio. Yeah, it was great catching up with Jackson, uh, currently with the San Antonio Missions, the AA affiliate of the San Diego Padres. Jackson, of course, a former pitcher here at WVU. And it was great catching up with him. You know, one of the things we talked a lot about, and you'll hear throughout our conversation, was his progression, both personally and playing-wise, and his skill development from WVU through the minor leagues. That was one of the things that we hit on a lot, and, and how different these different levels of the minor leagues can be, how different it is from college ball. And one of the things that, without giving too much away, uh, what, that stood out to him is that you know the age difference sometimes that is there within from from one minor league league to the next. You know, you talk about going from high A, where it's a lot of guys your age, then in Double A, it can be guys as old as you know into the 30s who are still trying to make a go of it in professional baseball. So that, that part was really interesting to me to hear Jackson speak about because it was something that you don't hear a lot about sometimes when you're talking with minor league guys. Yeah, he was really open about it and I thought it was really cool the attitude he brings to a professional baseball setting, at least from his own words. It sounds like some of the things that he became adored for here in Morgantown, kind of the camaraderie levels, the boyishness, the fun part of playing baseball. He's bringing that into his organization in professional baseball and keeping the fun on the field in the clubhouse. To hear that that's still going on and and to see professional athletes have that sort of mindset, it's cool and it's comfortable. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, being that he plays in Texas, these guys take a lot of long bus rides. I mean, the Lone Star State is not easily... Uh, navigable, I guess you could say it's it takes a long time to get through that state. Eight nine hour bus rides. You got to have some fun with it, whether you're on the bus or you're off the bus. And one thing that you know in the minor leagues, a lot of these guys or a lot of these teams will have one guy who's a character, and then the next guy who can kind of be the check to the balance there and, and be not a stickler necessarily, but but be more reserved, I guess. And Jackson kind of does that within himself. You can tell Jackson's a guy that he likes to have fun. But when it's time to turn it on and be serious, he's right there to turn it on and be serious. So that, that that personal check and balance that he has within himself is kind of interesting to hear about. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You can guarantee that when that one every five days comes up for him to be on the mound, that it is all business and he's locked in there. It's those those smaller moments is kind of what I was talking about, those in the dugout or shagging fly balls. Uh, just a cool insight to get from a for- from a professional player. Yeah, certainly so. And it was great catching up with Jackson. It's been a while since we got a chance to talk with him. So you'll hear that entire conversation that I had with Jackson on Friday right after this word from our sponsor. Pritt and Spano, West Virginia's lawyers. Unexpected hurdle? Pritt and Spano. Unseen circumstance? Pritt and Spano. Personal injury, criminal law, flash wills, family law. You need a firm that will be with you through it all. Pritt and Spano. Their passionate team will employ their resources and unique perspectives to deliver the most effective representation. When you find yourself in need, turn to those who will fight for you. Pritt and Spano, West Virginia's lawyers. Find them at yourwvlawfirm.com. Joining us here on the Golden Blue Nation podcast is former WVU ace and current ace of the staff for the San 
Antonio Missions AA baseball team. He's Jackson Wolf. Jackson, thanks for joining us here on the podcast. Great to see you again. How are things in minor league baseball? Yeah, Ryan. Thanks for thanks for having me. It's good to good to hear from some some people in Morgantown again. Um, no, yeah, it's uh, things are good. I'm uh, loving life, loving baseball. Um, yeah, like you said, here in San Antonio, we're actually on the road in Amarillo right now, but. Um, uh yeah still 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 hawking the baseball and every five days and uh and loving every bit of it and getting used to some long bus rides i hear i mean i i know texas is kind of spread out as a state geographically but those bus rides that you guys as minor leaguers get on i'm sure it takes some time to getting adjusted to right yeah no doubt we just uh we just got off the bus uh, a couple days ago in amarillo and that was that was eight or nine hours you know plus the Plus the stop and, you know, you get used to figuring out what your favorite gas station snacks and your favorite uh, spots to sleep at on the bus. So, uh, yeah, it's all it's all a learning process for sure. A little bit different than the the plane rides that you were used to taking here in the Big 12, right? Oh, yeah. I, I was telling a bunch of people, you know, that, that don't know much about the Big 12 that we were we were kind of blessed at West Virginia that we, you know, every every conference series we were we were taking a plane flight instead of. I'm I'm sure most you know Big Twelve teams were were busing the the quick two three hours um, to the uh, respective locations, but yeah, we 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 were kind of we had it we had it nice over in Morgantown to have the plane rides. Yeah, definitely so, and a lot of good plane rides this year for the Mountaineers. We'll get into that here in just a second. But you yourself are having a pretty good season thus far, maybe your best season thus far since you turned pro, Jackson. Uh, 74 strikeouts and 56 innings thus far as we talk to you today. A respectable 3.70 ERA. And, and you're getting it done in A, which I think a lot of baseball people believe has turned into the toughest level of the minor league system, just how the talent pool has kind of shifted over the years. Uh, just kind of broadly, I guess, how do you feel your season has gone so far here at the AA level this year with the missions? Yeah, um, I'm I'm very happy. Um, I'm, I think I, I worked really, really hard this offseason to be able to, you know, put myself into a spot where I can, you know, consistently go out there every five days and, and put together a, a, a competitive start. And I think, you know, you know, looking back and kind of seeing some of the weaknesses that I had in the past and, and working on those in the offseason, I think it's really paying off. And um, you know, at this point, I'm just trying to stay uh, stay consistent and go out there and put together a quality start every time. Making that transition from single A and the high A level that you were at last year, or for most of last year, to the double A level, which you've been at all of this year, what's been the biggest adjustment for you in that that change of scenery, I guess? Yeah, a lot of guys ask, um, and I, I always tell them that it's age. You know, I think that was the biggest difference for me going from high A to, to double A was just, you know, Instead of being around a bunch of, you know, 19 to 21 year olds, now I'm just around a bunch of at least 24 year olds and me being 24, I'm one of the younger guys. So, um, you know, it's, it's having to adjust to, you know, playing baseball with adults really. And it's just, um, kind of just, uh, finding your footing and finding out where you fit in and that, um, and, you know, that's only going to become more true as you, as you move up the ladder and go up to, you know, AAA and the big leagues and, you know, where guys are, are going to be older than you. And that's just, you know, how it is. And um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a learning experience, but uh, I'd say like level of play, um, you know, obviously the, the pool shrinks down, you know, you got guys who, who earned their, you know, their jump to double A from, from the high level. But, um, you know, I'd say the biggest jump for me is just the age. I guess in that sense, then maybe is it a bigger adjustment going from college 
to the minor league level or from in between the minor league levels of single and high A to double A, kind of in respect of to, to age and the skill level and things like that? Where, where's the bigger adjustment there? Yeah, I think um, that's actually a good point that you bring up because, you know, in college, you're, you know, it's, it, there's, there's one pool of, um, of, of age groups. So you have, you have one age group. And so, you know, you get to the, uh, you get to the complex in Arizona and, you know, you walk in and, okay, there's a 16 year old. Okay. There's a 32 year old. And you're like, uh, you know, there's uh it's just a wider, wide variety. And, um, you know, the lower levels of the minor league, um, it's just, it's a lot of guys trying to figure it out and trying to figure out where they fit in and how to be successful day in and day out. And, um, you know, I think it really helps being a college guy, having that experience around older guys. Um, and I think that, um, the biggest jump for me would probably be from high A to double A, um, just because I had already been around, um, you know, that age group in, um, in college. So, you know, that, that jump coming from college to the lower levels of minor wasn't that big to me. I was able to kind of just kind of be me, but, um, but yeah, it's uh, definitely a good question. Speaking with Jackson Wolf here on the Golden Blue Nation podcast, Jackson, you were the number 16 ranked prospect in the Padres minor league system, according to MLB.com. Does that number mean anything to you? And I guess what kind of, if any, conversations are you having with people within the Padres system of kind of where you fit and their plans moving forward into the future? Yeah, I mean, um, the Padres have done a lot of uh, movements along there as far as the, you know, the farm system goes over the past couple of years, you know, as far as trades goes, um, a lot of like the, the top tier guys that the Padres have had, you know, especially last year, you know, we made a big trade for Juan Soto and Josh Hader. Um, and so there's a lot of guys that, you know, at that time that were ahead of me on the, you know, uh, as a prospect um, are now gone. And so now it's kind of, um, yeah, I've had the conversation with a couple of pitching guys, you know, and now it's my time to kind of, you know, show what I've got and kind of, you know, use the limelight to, um, to prove myself. And so, um, you know, the number doesn't really mean too much to me, but, um, just, you know, to be on the list itself is, um, is definitely telling that, you know, they trust me as a, you know, as a player and that, um, you know, uh, they trust to see my development continue as I, as I grow up. So, um, yeah, I think for, for me right now, the focus is just kind of be, uh, is, is to be a consistent starter so um so that the Padres can you know essentially call upon me if they need um they can be comfortable in doing that doing that um decision is that one of those things that number specifically of being the number 16 ranked prospect in their system is that maybe something that as a 20 or 21 year old you would have been geeking out over but now as a 24 year old you're like all right it's about taking care of business on the field and that number maybe doesn't mean as much to me as it might to other people yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely a maturity thing that comes comes into it. Like, I mean, right after I got drafted, and you know, they come out with the prospect rankings, and you're like, like, oh, you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't make it on the list. But it, you know, you're a young minor leaguer at that point, and like, you know, like you just said, you know, at this point now, I'm definitely looking at it a different different way than I did, you know, a couple even even a year ago. Um, yeah, the the number doesn't really mean much if you don't go out there and perform. And at the end of the day, the one thing that I figured out about the minor leagues is that, you know, you have a job to do. If you if you go out there and do your job, the number is going to take care of itself and everything else will take care of itself. And so I think that's a big part of my success this year is I haven't really, you know, put too much pressure on doing any one thing. It's just going out there and being consistent and being myself. And so 
um, yeah, to your point, um, it's a maturity thing. And I think once you kind of come across that road and realize, you know, what it's really about, um, all that other stuff kind of goes out the window. You talk about being yourself. I'm curious, have you brought the pitching cha-cha change, cha-cha slide (laughs) to the San Antonio Missions? Have you done that yet? Not, Not quite yet to uh to bring out the cha-cha slide yet um i've we we do some we do some pregame photos uh, every once in a while um showing up to the ballpark in san antonio and um i'll uh i'll, I'll hit i'll hit a couple poses every every now and then there but um but no yeah nothing nothing like uh the golden age at, at the at the mon well, and that's your legacy here in this office. You probably don't know that, but that's your legacy here, at least in this office, within the WV realm of things, the pitching cha-cha change. We were kind of missing that this year. They didn't do it as much this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I love it. I mean, hey, I'm playing more games, more baseball games than ever, and so those those are, those little things, you know, keep me in it and they keep me happy. It's part of, you know, those little things that, you know, when people think of baseball, they don't really think of. and. Um, I love every aspect of, of, of coming to the ballpark and, and just being around uh, good people and, you know, good times. So it's, uh, no, yeah, I'll, I'll never stop being me. And, you know, if there's if there's a cha-cha slide opportunity, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely be hopping on to it. Well, and we certainly hope the Missions uh, video crew gets, gets some video of that and post it on social media. We, <laughs> we've got Jackson Wolf here with us on the Golden Blue Nation podcast. Jackson, uh, you were a fourth-round pick out of WVU in 2021, had 104 strikeouts that year with the Mountaineers. Talk about your progression at WVU from the time you stepped on campus there back in, I think it was, what, 2018, to the or maybe even earlier that, to the time that you ended up getting drafted uh, in 2021. Yeah, uh, I mean, we just, you know, we talked a little bit about maturity, and, um, but, you know, nothing nothing really does that as much as, as Morgantown does it to you, um, especially being an athlete. Um, you know, you have to carry yourself a little bit different than uh, most students do in Morgantown. Um, so that was a big, that was a big thing. You know, I would get in there and fall 17, um, still a high school kid. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of growth that goes, goes into it on the field, off the field, um, just people wise. Um, yeah, there's, as far as on the field goes, um, you know, my, my velocity is, is really, you know, how hard I'm throwing the ball is really about the same, but I have learned so much as to, you know, how to become a good pitcher and how to attack batters. And, um, I've, I've come a very, very long ways in in that aspect. And, um, I think it's definitely paid dividends. The year before you were drafted 2020, you didn't get drafted. I know you kind of felt slighted about that. You tweeted, this will be the best thing that's ever happened to me. I can't wait to show everyone what they miss. Do you still think back to not being selected in that 2020 MLB draft? Is that still motivation for you at this point? Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, you can look at it a couple different ways. Um, but what that really represented to me, um, I, I've always been a guy that, that, um, that chases after people and things that, you know, love and respect you. And so, um, you know, that's one of the reasons why I chose West Virginia, you know, as a, as a high schooler, I wasn't really, um, I didn't, I didn't, I, West Virginia was my only offer, you know, I, I, um, not that it was my, my only choice, but, you know, I could tell, that they wanted me. And, um, that was a big part, you know, being wanted somewhere, um, is super important to me. And so when, 
you know, 2020 comes around and you have a bunch of organizations, you know, giving you uh, valuations that are hundreds of thousands of dollars lower than where you feel, you know, you should be. Um, it was immediate. It was immediately um, clear to me that, you know, I was not going to be valued like I wanted to be. And so uh, I had to make the decision to kind of trust myself to go back and, you know, have a year that I could prove um, to someone to give me, you know, what I felt that I was worth. And so, you know, um, going back in 2021 and, and kind of having that year and then, you know, now the Padres uh, select me and I've, I've, I've felt nothing but welcomed within this organization. Um, it definitely still carries a chip on my shoulder. Um, there's still, you know, still people and, uh, and, and things ahead of me that I want to get to that, um, that I feel like I, that I still have, um, uh, still have time on the table to do. So, um, yeah, that, that definitely plays a big part in my life. I still look back and carry that chip on my shoulder. Well, and you talk about going back or making the decision to go back in 2021 for that season and, and how WVU made you feel welcome and that's why you came to WVU. That's one thing that I know like from, from our perspective as people who cover the team, we've noticed here, especially recently, how much that WVU coaches seem to get on guys and high school recruits early and make them feel so welcomed and wanted within the program and to us, at least, or to maybe to me, that seems to be what has kind of fueled the successful run that WVU is having right now, is getting on guys early, showing them how important they are to the, the program, the organization. Is that, I guess, kind of the perspective that, that you had or the experience that you had between your recruiting process and then your early days, especially at WVU? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, what goes into that is, is really, um, you know, the organizational values that, you know, West Virginia has adopted, um, you know, since getting, when, when I got there in 17, like I talked about a couple minutes ago, you know, I was still, I was still young and I still, you know, had a lot to, a lot to do, you know, maturity wise. And so that's a, you know, that's a big thing that people overlook as far as, you know, the job that Randy Maisie has, the job that, you know, Steve Saban has. Um, it takes a lot of thick skin on both ends to be able to really see, what the point is in um in all the coaching and all the the growth and learning a lot of guys that you know kind of have bad experiences in programs um you know i'm not saying that there's you know some outlier situations but um a lot of it is being mentally tough and realizing that you know these guys are getting on me right now because they see a future in me and so that was a really big obstacle that i had to overcome in college and realize that you know yeah, Randy's not just yelling at me to yell at me. He's, you know, he wants to, he wants to see me do well, you know? And so, um, I, I would say that's a big part of it and a part of, um, you know, the culture that's going on in the transfer portal right now, you know, guys are getting free transfers and if they don't feel valued at a certain place, you know, what's holding them back from, you know, from transferring. So, um, there, you know, that plays a big part into, uh, into, uh, an organization, especially in college right now. We've got Jackson Wolf here with us on the Golden Blue Nation podcast, the former WVU ace. Jackson, let's talk a little bit about your time here at WVU. We're kind of touching on it there for a second, but you were part of that special group in 2019 that hosted a regional here in Morgantown. When you think back to that season, what, what sticks out to you about that 2019 run? Yeah, the group of guys that we had, um, some, of the, some of the most fun that I've ever had playing baseball. Um, it was just so natural um to just you know be you and, and have fun around that group and i really think that that's what 
allowed us to go out there and just do what we, you know, were there to do is play baseball. And so, um, you know, when we, when you had a group that, that was that, that was that cohesive and that, um, that, you know, that played that well together, I think, you know, you were bound to see some success. And, um, at that point in time in, in West Virginia, you know, at the organization, um, we had enough really good baseball players to, you know, to be able to host that regional and, you know, obviously, you know, you do one or two things differently and, you know, who knows what that season could have hold, you know, could have held, but, um, you know, same thing goes for, you know, the boys this, this year, um, and then Lexington regional, but, um, um, yeah, it, it's, um, I would say that the most memorable part about that run was just, you know, the group of guys. Well, and you mentioned that this year's WVU team made it to a Lexington Regional. That was one of the things I was going to ask you about. Certainly that 2019 season that you were part of was special. This year, just as special, maybe in a different way. You know, program record 40 wins or tying that program record of 40 wins. Uh, another NCAA Regional berth. What's it like from the player's perspective when you're going through a season like that, the Mon is packed and WVU kind of becomes a baseball school for a spring or, you know, for, for an extended period of time. What's that like from the player's perspective? Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, you know, I just get the chills thinking about it. It's a, um, it's a great feeling, um, you know, uh, being baseball players and having such a long season in so many games, um, it's easy for a lot of these games to kind of blend together and, you know, you're just kind of, I'm just here to do my job and, um, you know, when you start to get hot and you win a lot of games and you start to really have fun, you know, it starts to break that mundane week to week, you know, just playing baseball game streak. And, you know, you start to realize that something special is actually happening. And then, um, you know, you start to realize that people in Morgantown are, are realizing it and you, you hear the talk on Twitter and you just, you know, you go back to school and, you know, it's just what people are talking about, you know, and it's just so cool to be a part of you know, what everyone's talking about. And so it really just, you know, raises the stakes and um, it makes you feel valued and it really makes you feel like you're really a part of something special. And so um, I can't even imagine, you know, what those guys were going through this year, especially, you know, not that they had a bad start to this season, but, you know, like I said, you know, it can get really mundane, you know, just going through those, you know, those weeks where you win one, you lose one, and then all of a sudden you start winning a bunch of games and it becomes real fun. So, um, you know, shout out to those guys. You know, it was a great, great season, especially, you know, from my perspective, once they started winning all those ball games, it was fun to, it was fun to kind of talk about. And I was curious too, I mean, you've obviously got your own professional career to, to worry about. I'm sure you're watching film and doing all those things and you've got some time maybe on the bus to, to maybe catch up with the boys. But how much were you able to keep track of what WVU was doing this spring? Yeah, I mean, like I said, especially once they started winning those all the ball games, you know, it's hard not to hear the talk. Um, you know, you start you start to see, you know, the momentum. You start to see the path to success. You start to see, you know, how possible and how real it is. And um, yeah, I was able to I was able to, to follow along a good bit, um, especially you know once they started televising the regionals. Um, they were on in our locker rooms, and so I was always, you know. When the games were on, I was telling the boys, you know, let's let's get the W game on up there. Um, you know, the boys are playing, but um, yeah, it's um, it's yeah, it was a cool feeling to to kind of to see uh, to see them get that streak going. One more thing here with Jackson Wolf, who's joining us on the Golden Blue Nation podcast. Jackson, obviously a pitcher with the San Antonio Missions in the Double uh, A minor league system of the San in, uh, the San Diego Padres, I should say. Jackson, we kind of talked about this earlier, but I wanted to bring back to this for a second. What is it that Randy Maisie and the coaching staff have done uh, 
here at West Virginia. I know you were only here for four years, and but you've seen what this program ha- has become. What has Randy Mazie and the coaching staff done to build the program to what it is now versus what it was maybe when this program first joined the Big 12? And as Randy said after one of the regional games, people were like, you know, oh no, what's baseball going to do in the Big 12? How have they done that? Yeah, I think, you know, what Randy does really well and, you know, the one thing, I mean, if, if you ask a lot of, you know, ex, ex-players that played for Mazie, you, know, you know, if they could tell you one thing that they learned from him, you know, never panic. Um and I think that's what he does really well. And I don't think he's really done anything crazy as far as, you know, moves over the past 10 years, really. Um, he's, he's, he's kept his feet where he is and, you know, he brings in one, you know, one recruiting class and uh, it's, you know, he's not making these big splash moves. He's trusting his process. He's trusting, you know, his development and he's trusting the fact that he, you know, he's going to have good baseball players around him. And I think, you know, there's, you know, the day and age that we live in right now, everyone's trying so hard to be better than someone else. I think, you know, the one thing that he's done well is that he he trusts himself and his methods and that he, he's not going to be really try super hard, be better than one person. He's just going to know that what he does is going to bring on success. So um, um, I think that's a, that was a big part of my maturity and, um, and a part of how I attack things now is I, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm never going to panic. I'm never going to, you know, never going to, you know, really get out of my seat for, you know, for something that's, you know, that I know if, if I, you know, chill and, you know, you know, stay the, stay the course that it'll, it'll come. So um, I, I think that's a big part as to why West Virginia has be, has become, you know, as reputable as, as they are now. Yeah, Randy said it all year this year. We don't panic in this program. It's it's the motto of this program, and certainly they didn't panic at all this year. Jackson, we definitely appreciate your time. Best of luck the rest of the season with the San Antonio Missions. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate the time, and uh, it, was, it was nice chatting with you. Pritt and Spano, West Virginia's lawyers. Unexpected hurdle? Pritt and Spano. Unseen circumstance? Pritt and Spano. Personal injury, criminal law, flash wills, family law. You need a firm that will be with you through it all. Pritt and Spano. Their passionate team will employ their resources and unique perspectives to deliver the most effective representation. When you find yourself in need, turn to those who will fight for you. Pritt and Spano, West Virginia's lawyers. Find them at yourwvlawfirm.com. Once again, former WVU pitcher Jackson Wolf making an appearance on the Golden Blue Nation podcast. So much stuff there, ranging a lot of topics. Ryan, what do you think is the biggest takeaway? One of my biggest takeaways and one of the things that's going to stick with me, I think, from the conversation with Jackson uh, is what, what he thinks about when he's asked about his ranking within the Padres minor league system. It's one of the things I wanted to ask him. He's currently the highest ranking Mountaineer within a minor league system. And, you know, it's something he thinks about, but he doesn't put a lot of stock in. He wants to put more stock into his own progression, his own personal journey. Uh, So that was really interesting to hear. And the other thing that I I hope people got a a good insight into was his thoughts on the 2020 draft and what that means to him, despite that not being the draft that he got selected in. It's got to be tough and both rewarding to kind of take that hindsight view as a player. Uh, Going back to what you first said, though, I mean, he made it very clear that the numbers, the rankings are not necessarily the things he's checking after a start. He's more going through the checklist of how did he get better in this practice, in this game, and taking those baby steps that are kind of hard to measure for a fan or for an analyst or something like that. And then once those 
those small steps, those small improvements are made, that's when you get promoted. That's when you see those numbers change. So going home and looking at the rankings and monitoring your ERA, it, it really it does you no good. Yeah, for sure. And especially for a guy who, like, when you look at Jackson's stats this year, at the face value, it's been an up and down season. His record has gone from being you know, a couple games over 500, a couple games below, back to 500. Now he's one game uh, below 500 in the win loss record when we talk to him. But you, you look at the, the true stats, I guess you can say, that are truly indicative of his performance ERA, strikeouts, things like that. That's where he's excelling. The win loss record can sometimes be overblown, especially in minor leagues when a lot of guys are working on things outside of truly truly winning the ball game but Jackson's doing plenty of things to not only win games for his San Antonio Missions Club but to warrant decision makers at the next level to continue to keep their eye on Jackson Wolf. Yeah I mean and as you mentioned earlier I mean there's some long bus rides there a lot of downtime but like the last thing you want to do is get caught on that eight hour bus ride scrolling baseball reference yep. I mean it's just not a great headspace to be in uh, but there's a, there's a lot to look forward to for Wolf uh, going forward and uh, we will be watching him as he progresses his way through the Padre system you can stay up to date on all things Mountaineers at our website goldenbluenation.com and on the always free Golden Blue Nation app available for download for Apple and Android devices listeners can also find past episodes of the GBN podcast on Spotify Apple and Amazon Music and pretty much wherever else you could get your podcasts. For Ryan Decker, I'm Kevin Redfern. This has been the Golden Blue Nation podcast, brought to you as always by Pritt and Spano, West Virginia's lawyers, your WVLawfirm.com. We'll see you next time.